The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G Mig's Fifth Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now, live from G Mig's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1350. Uh, you gave me the Gene Rayburn mic again this week. I just well, I didn't know if you. I I, I don't think I had felt as good of uncomfortable I didn't with think, the larger one. I don't think one. I was as good last week. I, I agree. I agree. It was the the heaviness was too much. You know. I, I I'm lean, lean and mean, long and lean. You know. I hear so you. So I got the, I got the Rayburn mic today. So that's that's easier. But you, if you do this, it goes to you got it right up to your mouth. Someday we're going to invest in the headphones with the microphones on them. I don't know why we Let's wouldn't. not jump the shark. We are pretty happy pretty happy with our own We're regular. using your mother's karaoke machine. We were, we aren't anymore. We've got our own little We got unit. our own thing. We have our unit there. Fred Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you here at G Migs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines. Come on down and join us. Uh, five, six o'clock is our program here. And uh, if you're interested, uh, they, as I understand it, they have the Longhorn Network for Iowa State fans. Cyclone, fan, Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle were throwing a bone tonight. Yes, he's, he's signed up for the Longhorn Network so they can watch Iowa State, Texas. One day only, though. <laughs> One ping or no One vicinity. ping only, Vasily. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's, of course, because the Hawkeyes aren't on. And, and that's right. Bruce, you're just telling us uh, just a minute ago that. Uh, uh, Saturday night here was raucous with uh, the Iowa Maryland women's game. Full house by 5:30. The game didn't start till Until seven. seven. Uh, people were here to watch. Here to watch. Invested. Had had a lovely dinner. Uh, I think it's prime rib on that night. On Saturdays. Yeah, I uh, you know, I think it is. It's great. It's amazing. It's wonderful. The Hawkeye fans are as invested in this, and it's appointment television right now. Oh, and it's for appointment, sure. And you know, going out is part of it if you want to do that, but it's definitely appointment television. Um, admittedly, I uh, had a little dinner with the fellas, and they all went to hairball, and I went home and watched the game. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, you know, this is that's a tradition for me, and and uh, I wanted to watch the game. You know, and well. and and it it didn't disappoint. So uh, to recap, with that, of course, the Iowa women last week a couple of victories. The truck keeps on rolling down the road. The big one was 110.74 at Northwestern, the easier one. Uh, Two thousand dollars a ticket traded. Though, that was for, for that. the that was for the front row. Well, still, think about that. Still, you're paying two grand. That's amazing. Two, and it was two fifty so, for standing room only. In that, in the problem with that was, you had to get in line almost two hours beforehand. Yeah, the, to get in to, get, to those. Just just to get Northwestern in. Northwestern had 7,200 people at that game. And and I think over the previous five games, they hadn't had 7,200. Maryland, of course, sold out the other night. That was 18,000 and some. A very loud crowd. Iowa won that one, 93-85. After getting up, uh, you know, progressively taking the game to the level where they were up 18 at one point. And then Maryland went on a 21 to three, 21 to two Something run like that, yeah. to take to take a lead, and this is where you you know you've got a veteran ball club because not only did they weather the storm and come back and win the game, but on top of that you're in you know just a giant atmosphere with that many that many people cheering against you. And I would say, and I've pointed this out, um, there are not many women's basketball teams in the country. There aren't very many many men's basketball teams that have played in front of 18,000 people on a consistent basis. The Iowa women are, are one of the among, few, among, among the few 
that can it, it doesn't phase them. They're not going to look around and go, oh, my gosh, look at what's what's going on here because they do it all the time now. Right. It's a full crowd for them all the time. There's no awe factor in it. Oh, gee, that's a different kind of awe. But this is a <laughs> this is they can they can weather that storm. And they did. Uh, well, and, you know. and Caitlin knocks down the big three to give him the lead back. And I would never re relinquish that again. Um, she missed a layup to get 40. <laughs> How did she got out ahead? Yeah, she was yeah amazing. And After everything she makes, right? And she misses that, right? But but just a, a stellar job, not only out of out of Caitlin, but Sid of Falter coming off the bench, uh, knocking down threes, getting rebounds, hustle plays. She just played a great six minutes in the very last six minutes of the basketball game. Gabby was outsized. And they needed a little bit bigger body in there and brought her in, and she did a fantastic job. And Eddie O'Grady knocks down a little little jumper there. Um, well, Molly Davis had 17. Uh, Molly K D. M Molly D, yeah. yeah. Do we have to call her Molly D? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Gus, not Gus Johnson. Johnson. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson got away with one of the seven words you can't see on t say on television and radio and hasn't been suspended for it. Well, I think it was a... Uh, it came it was right. Just it, a vowel. <laughs> he said it. Blocked that shot. Shot, but that's not what he said. And it, it went right on past it. And I thought, well, he's right, whether he meant it or not, right? <laughs> Caitlin. Had, he, Fair he, enough. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Kate Martin with a double double in that game. But I wasn't sure where Sharon Goodman was, so we'll have to see if we can't find that well, out. She Maybe was on Tom the bench. knows. Well, she was in street clothes, so I'm not sure what the deal was. But as you said, Eddie O'Grady, I thought uh, filled in very, very well. Probably not academic related, since Iowa's women's no. basketball team has like a 3.16. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't GPA. think we have to worry about that. It's probably maybe some sickness, maybe an injury there. We'll have to see. Um, but then this week now, a couple of other, uh, you know, opportunities for wins. Penn State at home Thursday. Penn State's good. Are they're, they? They're sneaky good. Well, you can't, you're not going to sleep at this point in time on anybody, but there are going to be some middle-of-the-road teams like that that can jump up and bite you if you're looking ahead because they got to go to Nebraska is, on is Sunday. Penn State is a Michigan State-esque basketball team. Oh, so, okay. And there's I was watching Michigan State again last night. I wasn't really watching. I was paying attention, right. uh, you know. Uh, but they were beating the snot out of Minnesota. And, um, again, reminding me why they stuck with Iowa. Barely covered. Size and speed um, Michigan State has. And if Penn State has that combination, it is it, the way you're going to beat the Iowa women's team, I, and we were just saying this, you're going to have to have an inside presence. If you're just going to do it on trying to run and gun, there might be a couple teams that can pull that off at the, at the top of the rung, but most of them are not going to be able to do it. But if they can pound it inside, too, that's when things get a little bit more dicey. Iowa has a little bit more tough time rebounding. It's, frankly, the only place that I think this team is, is not better than last year's is just simply a, you know, a straight post presence, right? It's just you, you're not going to have Gus the Bus or Monica Sonano every year, see, and uh, that is. Megan Gustafson got signed by the Las Vegas Aces, the reigning WNBA the, champions. WNBA champions. Well, good for her. Good for her. I um, also noted that uh, the gal that Caitlin Clark passed for number two, the woman from Ohio State, she plays for the Indiana Fever. Who she would, Caitlin will be drafted by. Likely to be likely. teammates. Yeah. She's uh, certainly talking like she's not coming back. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be 
well, logical assumption. Particularly, let's see how things go in the NCAA tournament. Currently ranked number two, moved up to number two uh, this week, and they're 21-2 and two overall and tied atop the Big Ten. Um, of course, Ohio State has the tiebreaker on them right now. They'll get them again later on. They've got to go on the road to Indiana in two weeks. So that'll break that log jam at some point in time, but that's basically it for your top of the Big Ten in, the, in terms of the regular season uh, there's for this one year. Th there's one thing I absolutely do not want to have happen, and that is to Iowa finish behind Indiana and Ohio State so that uh, woman who picked them to finish fifth can stand there and say, see, I told you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of idiots. No, I'm sorry. Cheryl Swoops is now... In the ranks she, of, of she's uh, reigned up. Now, it, 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 she passed on Saley and Kim Mulkey. It, well, that's that's tall. That's some tall grass there. Tall cotton. However, however, if you, as millions of Hawkeye fans or hundreds of thousands of Hawkeye fans did hear Cheryl Swoops with with Gilbert Arenas on some pod, podcast, I don't right? know, sitting like in some studio, some podcast, doing. Uh, her spreading I, mis mis facts. Well, I thought I was watching CNN. It was, it was so dumb. I mean, it was so dumb that I couldn't I, I couldn't tell if she was trying to goad the other guys into agreeing with her and then going to say, "Gotcha, this is all wrong." I mean, it was so. But so those she, dudes don't have any idea what they, she's talking they about. Don't, they don't. Well, then they shouldn't have her on there and be interviewing her. So they said they. they say, she says. So she said there are three different things that she stated, which was that when Caitlin breaks Kelsey Plume's record in two games and breaks the record, that it won't be actually breaking the record because she's in her fifth year, which is patently false. She's in her fourth year. And that she's 25 years old, which is patently false. So Look it up. She's 22. Somebody, somebody tried to defend that. Well, she looks 25. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? And then the, what was the other one? Oh, she shoots 40 times a game, which is what Kim Mulkey said. Right. Currently shooting 22 times a game. And 19.7 Nobody her ever shoots 40 times a game. Even Pete Maravich, when he had – Pete Maravich is the all-time collegiate leading scorer, right, for men and women. Back in the day when he had no three-pointers, he's still the all-time leader. You know how many times he shot per game? 36. 38.9 times a game. His daddy and he was didn't a coach, even, too. Yeah, he didn't even shoot 40 times a game. Okay, It's hard to shoot but 40 times a it's game. It's almost impossible when you also are second in the country in assists. Leading the country right. in assists. Is she leading now? I, that's, okay. I read that today. So Leads, it, leads the country in scoring the, and assists. The only thing that's, that's sadder than than the fact that Cheryl Swoops, who is an ESPN analyst, right? She does color, she does, well, you know she what, does analysis. You, you know where she, analyst, the code word for analyst starts, right? What? An, oh, yeah. I, I, there's, there's the beginning of the... That's right, what I'm talking about. The beginning about. of the word. You're talking about the root word the root for word. analyst. I'm sorry. Yes. There you go. The root word. Well, that's about where her head was. Exactly. Right? Because on top of that, everybody pointed it out to her. And instead of going, oh, geez, I'm sorry I was wrong, she starts complaining about being bullied. She starts complaining about, uh, about people getting upset about nothing. She never did say, hey, I was wrong. You are patently wrong. ESPN should fire her. She should not do another game until she comes on and says, <laughs> I had my facts wrong. I, I am completely and Brett, totally let's off let's not let the facts get in the, in the way of a good conversation. I was just waiting. You and I have had this conversation That's many true. times before where facts are interesting, 
I did not comment on the Twitter because there are enough people doing that, but no, I did really, Lord. I almost wanted to say, I was waiting for her to come up with the excuse that Kelsey Plume had to play two years with only two halves in a basketball versus game four versus four quarters. And uh, that would give Caitlin the, you know, the advantage there too. In case you didn't know, it was still 20 minutes for each half. Okay, just How, Iowa but, fans, if you can't do but, that math, it's the exact amount of in. minutes. And while Gus Johnson believes that we should be in quarters, and I do too, I think it's, I think I, it's I, more yeah, fun. I, do too. I think it's more fun. Um, but he also explained that it's the TV timeouts that matter, and that's the money that's chasing the money, and that's why they do it. So at any rate, um, I was I was going somewhere for a second. And Better team than last year. I think so. I think that they're, they're more well-rounded. And I tell you what, Iowa was really hard to beat when you can get double digits out of Kate, Gabby, uh, Hannah Stolke, and Molly D. Uh, um, Maryland played fine the other night, played really, really good basketball, and I, Iowa I'll, still won in front of that crowd. Win by eight going away and probably should have won that game by 15, but whatever. I mean, it, it, it's winning games on the road, and I don't care – who you are in college basketball is hard. Ask Kansas. Ask Houston. Okay? Um, ask Iowa men. It's not easy to do. And and when you get an opportunity and you're playing in a hostile environment, which that clearly was, I mean, at Northwestern was a home game for the Hawks. And Northwestern's awful. They're not very good. Yeah. And their best player fouled out in the third quarter. Yeah. But you're right. This, and no, did this you is... know that the coach was the analyst dad? No. I yeah. Not, I did not know that. Yeah, she does a pretty good job there on the BTN, I think. Did, did not know that. So, at any rate, I mean, the Hawkeye women are must-see TV. we got to see them again on Thursday. And like I said, they're going to have a tough game against Penn State. Penn State does not, nothing to sleep on. And then and Nebraska, a team that has historically played them tough. And it's a sellout in, in Lincoln again. And th suddenly Nebraska fans are basketball fans because their football team has been awful. But their ba but men's, ba men's, men's teams basketball teams like – has the most wins in Division One basketball. Oh, they, for, they blew it at Wisconsin. No, they beat Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, uh, um, no, what was the road game they played? Just they beat Wisconsin. It was a road game I just watched. Oh, Illinois. Yes. They went after beating Wisconsin. They went to Illinois. And they had them. They lost in overtime. They had them. They're good. And that's by the way. That's Iowa men's basketball team's best victory of the year it's not even close i uh, i agree you, you know that that we were wondering at the time and it totally is now after they've beaten purdue and wisconsin at home nebraska is actually very good so um fun thing about this, uh, uh, about this sunday then and is we have to talk about super this, bowl is, sunday right so the hawkeye men play on super bowl sunday against minnesota every year i don't know why this is but it's kind of how well, it's we lined used to up play michigan Oh, we did. There was a little bit in there, but it's Beat been the Fab Five on on. Uh, that's true. Super Bowl that's true. Uh, back when I was in college, I, I was, there. was after Chris I Street. I was there. Mm -hmm. um, but so we've got on Sunday. That was your seventh year of college. Don't let's not go there. <laughs> I was only there six years. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and I had graduated after five. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Still looking for work, you know. But, uh, but. I'm in mean, between so, jobs, Dad. I, mean, I got a, uh, my apartment's paid for. How's this for a Super Bowl Sunday for us? We got uh, the Hawks, uh, women at noon. Noon. Men at two. Two. Super Bowl at five. Five thirty. Five thirty. You get to my house about four. Uh, oh no, I'm coming to your house eleven thirty. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, why would I? <laughs> well, fair enough. I got a case of I got a, a case of various non-alcoholic beers and and, uh, and I like non-alcoholic bourbon. I can make, mix you up. 
several drinks that you <laughs> will that turn I, your nose up that, at. That I will not enjoy, you but that would be fine. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so we, we will... <laughs> I'll be there at 11.30. Good. We'll have brunch. <laughs> nah, but it is a good day. It will be a good day of, of sports, and I, I hope, obviously, both teams come out on top. The men will have Minnesota. We'll waste, talk a little bit more about that. Waste management on the alter alternative that television. Is, <laughs> That is uh, that is another another piece of fun this week. Well, that is the waste that, management open. That's a tradition unlike any other. Unlike <laughs> any other, no question about it. All right, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. We have to talk a little Hawkeye baseball too because they open up next week. We're we'll, we going to talk to Tom about uh, Tim Lester, and and we're going to talk Tim Lester. Lots more to explore, and the wrestlers got crushed. Oh boy, now this week more, this week's going to be horrible. Yeah, lots more to explore when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. When the AI movement needs lots of cooling, it relies on water from the Des Moines and Raccoon Rivers. You're welcome, world. Des Moines sports leader, ESPN Des Moines. I, I don't think let, my, my let couch is not that cool. It's Toby Keith. Oh. Yeah, I got. I'm feeling bad to, about this. Pete, you're doing a great job. That's a, that is great. I that, asked him, and he help, he's helping us. Nicely out. done. I, I will tell you this. So, um, you had your summer of love back in the day, right? You referred to it. Right? 1986. Right. For me, it was when I first got together with my current wife, uh, Tammy. Right. And we that summer we were at the state fair and saw Toby. And I'm telling you, that was one of the best nights of my entire. It was just his concert was off the hook at the state fair. Let it go. I should have been a cowboy. cowboy. Uh, terrific stuff. That's good. I was going to say, my that couch is, is not stuff. nearly as cool as, uh, as that, the one in that commercial. I, I, <laughs> mine is not going to sound like that. I'm not sure what, okay, but it's, it's just not nearly that cool. Anyway, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you back here at, at G-Megs on the Hawkeye Huddle. And uh, checking in from points east, I would assume, uh, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon. Yes, it is points east. I'm back home after uh, listening to Iowa's new offensive coordinator. And well, Tom, Kirk we were going to ask you about that. So, yeah, yeah the, let's, let's op, well, just observations. So, first of all, a lot of talk about the interview that he did. He and Kirk both did last week with Gary Dolphin. Uh, I think it was on the pregame of the basketball and uh, people reading into it a lot of the, well, it doesn't sound like a whole lot's going to change. Um, I think it's a little premature to say that exactly, but, you know, I think some of us have the feeling that Kirk's still well in charge of that offense and that Tim's going to do what Kirk tells him to do. But, you know, let's set that interview aside. And was there anything different today about the way this, was, this, uh, this came across? Anything that gave you um, <clears throat> an aha moment out of either one of them today about uh, talking about their offense? Um, not a huge amount. Uh, did find out, did ask Tim Lester about whether he's uh, um, an upstairs in the booth guy or if he calls him from the sidelines. And he went into pretty good detail about calling plays from upstairs and how he likes doing that, and that's what his plan is going to be. So, um I think he's he loves tight ends. He said that. So um, who doesn't? That's music. Yeah, I know who doesn't really. You know, <laughs> I, I've, I've often tight said, end, right? Yeah, right. right exactly. Right. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Yeah. 
Travis Kelsey said it yes last night in the in the I, those Iowa Hawkeyes yeah. just keep spitting out tight ends. This is true. So so he's no. going to be in the booth. He's going to be in the booth. He likes tight ends. Yeah, I, I the only clip I heard I didn't have time today to really pay too much attention. The only clip I heard was him just kind of talking about he needs to really get to know the personnel he's got and get to know everybody before yep. he kind of decides what he's going to run exactly he how. Also, he also has to go through watching all the game film from last year. Well, there, there you go. Well, but so uh, we know that he's run this RPO and he's gone uh, gone with the personnel packages that Iowa, he, he, Tim's gone 60% opposite of what Iowa usually runs. Uh, um, any, did, did they talk at all about, you know, like updating the scheme at all to stuff he likes to do, anything like that at all? Yeah, I think there's going to be some of that element in there. Um, definitely. Um, and I think one of the interesting things that we'll probably see as this, you know, kind of gets put together and all this offense is kind of molded together uh, over time is um, how much did he pick up this last year? Because what he spent the last year doing was watching whoever Green Bay was playing and watching their offense and basically preparing the defense for those offenses. So he's watching Ben Johnson at Detroit. He's watching Kyle Shanahan at San Francisco. You know, he's watching all these really good, bright, offensive minds. And you know darn well he's picking some things up there about oh, what they do, sure. route concepts and everything. And I, it, it's almost like you um, – it's like a sabbatical year where you just go out and you learn and study. And, um, and I, I think it's going to help him being off, Iowa's offensive coordinator with what he learned – in the last year i'm i think i am most excited to see the uh wide receiver tree routes change so so yep. much from where they have yep. been to where he might take them i think to me that is potentially the most exciting element uh, of him because Iowa's run game i don't think is going to change too very much now if we get some rpo with the quarterback and the quick pitch marco linus is going to have the most fun he's ever had in spring football i just can't imagine how much fun he's going to have being able to do stuff that he's really good at. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's really exciting stuff too, right? That that's going to be happening is that Iowa's going to have a different look. They're going to. They just are. So um, I, I'm anxious to see what that looks like here in the next, um, you know, the next the next uh, few months and seeing what spring practice looks like. I asked him about the challenge without Cade McNamara being able to really be out there and he's your starting quarterback and what that's going to be like. And he, you know, he felt pretty confident that he'll pick it up because he's an experienced guy. He said he'd be more worried if it was like a new guy who's a young guy that didn't have a ton of experience that maybe he'd struggle. Um, but he doesn't have to deal with that. So he thinks Kate will pick up the offense fairly quickly. Well, I would be, I, I, I would be ecstatic if we look out on the field and we can't necessarily tell from the way they line up that it's a whole lot different, but then when the, when the ball is snapped, 
We see guys run, wide receivers run to open space. We don't see three of them stacked within five yards of each other on yes, one side of all, the field. All of that. I mean, if we see just in, intelligence in terms of trying to get guys into space and open, like we see from every other offense that comes into Kinnick Stadium. I mean, I've not seen one that that compacts itself as much as what they did the last couple of years. Well, if he just does that, I'll be happy. Even even by formation, Tom, think about this. You know how Iowa's wide receivers are almost always inside the numbers. If we can get them outside the numbers in lining up so that everybody is spread out, that five yards makes a huge difference when you're trying to run the football. Yep. They've just got to They've got to just learn to trust some of the wide receivers. It's a young group. It's going to be a younger group. And figure out ways to get them open and throw them open. And then you've got, you know, several good tight ends, I think, that are coming along with, uh, um, obviously, Luke Lachey, Addison Stringa, and, and we'll see how the rest of the group develops. But use those guys, use some of those wide receivers, and, and get some get some things going offensively in the pass game that um, – that, that will be really helpful to this football. A couple team. of nice and, commitments and, uh, in the uh, in the in the 2025 class uh, this week, uh, Tom. They had their junior day, and and they even invite a few other under uh, you know younger guys to these to these things. But uh, a couple of nice commits in there, um, people that other people wanted. Kid from uh, Clear Lake. Yeah, Thomas yeah, who, Meyer, the uh, tight end. He's top tight end in the state in. In that class, uh, um, you know, we have that we have um, uh, as consensus four-star prospect. Uh, that's what all the kind of major services combined together, and uh, he's third in the state. And then uh, um, linebacker from uh, uh, Oswego, Illinois, Carson Cooney. Uh, he also committed um, this uh, this weekend, and his film's tremendous: six-three, two-fifteen. Uh, so they're off to a pretty decent start. Five commitments in the, the 25 class, and um, I, I think doing things the right way, getting getting some uh, filling some spots. I wonder if they might be basically kind of done at linebacker, and they've got their quarterback, and um, right. probably take a couple tight ends. But um, you know, just uh, it's off to a positive. <laughs> you never start have too many good tight ends, <laughs> and never have enough. Love tight ends, right? We all love That's tight right. ends. It's a, it's a theme. You think about it, Iowa tight ends, guys they brought in at tight end have ended up playing linebacker, fullback, wide receiver. In a, you know, at, they, they've moved, that's where they've moved, right? I think, tackle. And then I think they've ended up with a couple of them putting didn't on weight get, and going did, to tackle. Didn't right? Gallery come in as a tight end? Was he a tight end? Yeah. Yeah. So you get it's a versatile position when you go recruiting that at the University of Iowa. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I there was one other recruiting note that I thought was interesting this week in, in flipping to basketball, which is um, and you, you've mentioned quite a bit that uh, on three um, has moved Chris Tajo up in their consensus rating, ratings to number 38 in the country. Um, which is quite a bit ahead of everybody else. And when I say that, it's because uh, of the four major services two of them don't even have him ranked right so how does it yeah. how does it get to be how is that the how is that the case well i don't think the other people have seen him to be honest i don't think they've seen him in person where jamie shaw has been to the the uh, nba latin america 
training center and been there and evaluated him in person and um, watched him play with uh, the, the Upplay Canada team. So um, I, I think that's probably how it happens is he's actually invested the time and effort and energy into getting out and evaluating the kid and um, loved him. Thinks he's going to be a big-time prospect. So we'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. 38 in the country. I mean, That's... you know, I think our I think our five stars end around like uh, 17 to 20, somewhere around there. So, you know, pretty darn close to a, definitely a high four-star prospect. Who's the... Who's the highest prospect Franz recruited? I was trying. Tyler Cook. Well, I was trying to think. Tyler Cook. I remember no. him being in the twenties, but Tyler but he was dropped like Ty, quite a Tyler bit. Tyler was Tyler was like top hundred. Yeah, um, yeah. I it, it ended up not being. Woodbury like that, right? was about, Woodbury was Woodbury was top fifty. Yeah. Okay. What was um, Patrick? He was not. He was top hundred ish. Um, ish. Luca yeah. was top hundred ish. You know, type hundred for Luca. And the Murrays certainly were not. <laughs> no. Murrays were not. No, this is no Murrays. Yeah, Mike Murray's Gazelle, were not. top one hundred, hundred ish. Top hundred ish. Yeah, he was low. Yeah. Top hundred. So yeah, this might be end up being, but again, it's just our ranking. It's not everybody right. else. So. We'll see. Well, let's brag on you a little bit, Tom. Your your service that uh, that your that your network. <laughs> they've, they've gotten done, done their homework on this, right? So that's that's a good reason, folks. That uh, means they're smart. Should, uh, that check means out your website. Just, yes. Yeah, we're just we're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> Why not? Uh, hey, let's dive it for loose yeah. balls. <laughs> right. All right. Hey, we appreciate it, uh, Tom, um, uh, and Thanks, uh, we'll check in with you next week. All right. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Good stuff on the recruiting front. That, that kid's going to be good. Yeah. I'm telling you. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Hill on 102.1 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Drake Men's Basketball Head Coach Darren DeVries, and you're listening to 102.1 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. She said, I've seen you in here before. I said, I've been here the time oh. or two. Keith, baby. She said, hey, in honor, in honor, I ain't good enough. Right? I ain't as good as I once was. But I'm as good as I was once. good once as I ever was. There you go. You're the only yeah. One of my favorites. It's a good one. It's true. Pull that right one off. I read that this morning and I, it got sad. Texas I know. I know. It, it, it gets you. Um, it's it's your it's your your age, your humanity too. It's coming in all of it, and you're just like, ah, oh, just one more thing. Apollo Creed too, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Carl Carl Weathers or Chubbs, depending on which character you like the best. Apollo yeah. Creed for me. So um. Wrestlers got hurt at Michigan the other night, so 24 my, to 11. My wrestling insiders were on this. Yeah, you said that we thought it was going to be a 50-50, probably a 50-50 or 6-4-5-5 toss-up. And what happened was two tiebreaker losses, one for Frannick and one for Friala, your top two wrestlers, Went now, well, I guess Real well, Wood and Real Woods Rhea, got crushed. Then Real Woods goes out and wrestles like he's six. So when that happens, suddenly uh, it's the sixteen to nothing. Whereas at that point, you would have expected it to be relatively well, even, and it would have been you know three three. I mean, or you yeah. know, three two. 
That matters. Yeah, the tiebreaker so. tie losses stink. I don't like them either way that they I, go, and they go I, on writing. T- the one kid won it on one second of writing time over Frantic. One second, because he made the escape in 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 uh, sudden death. Sudden victory. Sudden victory. I don't know which. He made which the escape uh, quicker than than Frantic did, and uh, that that got him one second of riding time. Scooch down, Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Idol. But so this week, uh, by the way, Glazier, still uh, still undefeated. He won 19-4. to That's the kid that continues to do well. Bobby Kenny got his butt kicked, too. I mean, jeez, they they just up and down. They got to go to Penn State this week. Or is it at home? It's at home, but I'm going to tell you it's a world of hurt if uh, 8-2. Probably. And that's if if Real wins and Ayala wins. There's no other weight? I don't think so. 8 p.m. on Big Ten Network on I mean, Friday night. I mean, obviously got a shot, but... His, well, it may be Glazer, but, I mean, Penn State's got five national champs literally walking out the door. So you're saying it's their year? I'm saying... You're saying there's no chance. Yeah, I'm saying that the yeah. Hawks have got their hands full. Um Baseball team gets going next week, not this weekend, but next week. They'll be in Florida. They play Seton Hall, Ball State. When do they play Ole Miss? Because that's on TV. And so then it's two weeks. They play. They have three in a row against Ole Miss at the end of it's. It's. I don't think that's is that on March. SEC Plus or something. I, to, I don't know. I saw it was going to be. We were going to be able to watch it. It's the third weekend. It's and the all third I can weekend. Think of they have when, Auburn with those well. guys at Ole Miss hit home runs. They throw the beers in the air. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Now, here's the fun part about this is that uh, in reading Kyle uh, Huseman from uh, from Hawkeye Report. um, Sorry, uh, sorry about my email. Rick Heller's feeling really good about the the strides Cave Overmuller has made, so he's going to be the Sunday starter. They're going to go. They're going to go. Brody, Fridays. Brody's on Fridays. Morgan Saturdays and Overmuller on Sundays as their three their three man rotation. That's going to be so. Obermuller, he got roughed up in that regional loss that they got, and and it made me wonder, you know. But then he went and pitched in some of these major league, minor league uh, uh, over the summer and into the fall, and has improved. And he's saying he made bigger strides than Brody made from his freshman year to last year. So if that's the case, then Baseball America's prediction that Iowa—this is what they came out with this week—aside from the fact that Iowa is ranked, but that Iowa would be. Uh, hosting regional and which, one of the eight, you know, and one of the eight, yeah, one of the top college eight. World Series. Wouldn't it be? Oh my gosh, that would be, that would be. Uh, we're we're chomping that, at the bit. That that's a that's a that's a go. If you if you get interested in this, the BTN Plus that only costs you nine dollars a month to, to get to watch on your phone to watch on your TV. There's tons of Hawkeye baseball on there this this uh, spring. It's worth it. Yes, you can use my okay. password. <laughs> I'm t- I'm talking to the people out there. To a, I to use a, your peacock. You can use my you can use my BTN plus. Well, don't say that out loud. <laughs> I didn't I talk mean, about your, your wife feathers. likes it when yeah, you do. Yeah, I know. Uh, feathers tickle. Uh, but in any case, um, it's totally worth it. I think we should talk to Tom about getting Kyle on to talk baseball next week. Next I, week? We, uh, we, well, it's the opening of the season. All right. I mean, unless there's something crazy that goes on with the other sports, maybe we give Tom plus, a break for the first time in years. Well, plus Kyle does the women. He does, he does go and cover the women's basketball. So maybe that's a, a an interesting. That's idea. a good idea. Sorry about that. All right, final break. We'll come back. We have barely touched the surface on men's basketball. We'll break that down and uh, what's coming up for them this week when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle.
every Drake basketball game. And select American girls are played here live on Des Moines American Sports Leader, 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Oh, this one's for my friend Jay Jacoby. There's a lot of men. He loves this. Oh, yeah. So we did, we, sleep in peace we were very pleased to hear this rocked on the 4th of July. But uh, covered by uh, a cover band out at uh, Waukee. Beautiful stuff. We're going to get out of it before we get to the point where he puts a boot in his, you know. Hey, right. Yeah. But I love it. Toby Heath and uh, light up your world like the 4th of July, baby. Um. All right, Hawkeye men's basketball. Oh, by the way, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. back with you here, back at uh, G Mix. We got to thank our sponsors. sponsors. Kind of forgot about that in the last segment. That's right, the great Angie Lancaster. So much Remix. coffee today. Yes, Angie Lancaster sitting right here with us, and uh, of course, uh, our friends at Deary Brothers in Waukee. Jeep. Deary Brothers Jeep. Chrysler. Chrysler. They got an awesome old Chrysler in their uh, showroom. It's like a '68. It's Fabulous. I think it's a, oh man, I want to say a Charger, but Challenger, maybe. A Challenger? Oh, it's oh, awesome. It's a Dodge. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Dodge. Nice. Nice. G Megs, of course. Yes, G Megs, of course. And um, don't forget Bacon Fest. We're working on Bacon Fest. They're coming. They're, they're, they're part of this. Bacon Wars, May 4th. Okay. May, Bacon Wars on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, Hawkeye men's basketball last week. Disappointing loss at Indiana, 60, uh, 74 to 68. Led it with uh, just over a minute to go. Peyton Sanford makes an unbelievable three as the shot got, goes off. But it was a two. Whatever. An unbelievable two to put Iowa ahead. And then some freshman kid who has yet to make a, sh a basket in his made career. His made his three, first three. And then Iowa doesn't score. Well, and they didn't get a good shot off. It, it's it's the thing that Fran, now I, I'm just happy. The thing I liked about the win then on Friday, 79-77 over Ohio State, was that as things came down in crunch time, they played smarter in terms of the shots that Way they took. Way smarter. I get just really, it, it, it just boggles my mind. And we saw it at the end of the first half of the Ohio State game and at the end of the first half of the Indiana game. Somehow Fran's entire strategy you know, Fran's supposed to be this mastermind of set plays, except for one thing. When it's at the end of a game or at the end of a half, his mastermind is let's let a point guard stand and dribble the air out of the basketball and then go try to drive and throw up a shot. And and it doesn't work. It's the, never worked. I've, we've never seen anybody ever make that shot under Fran. Why doesn't he just go watch Lisa Bluter's end of quarter, end of half plays? Now, she has Caitlin, but just ask Lisa, what are the cuts off of this what are the options off of this in the unlikely event or in the event that somebody actually goes and runs three people at, at caitlin clark obviously she's going to pass but i mean i don't know it's a little frustrating it, it's more it that, look there's lots of things that we love about friends and some of the things we hate about friend or or Get Can't we just run the motion? This is office. one of them. Can't we just, just run, run the motion? Well, let's go back to the old flux capacitor that Tom Davis had, right? But no, I, I, I just don't understand. Well, that's better I, I than, don't, as long as he doesn't run the wheel. I don't understand. Yeah. I hated the wheel. I hated the wheel. I, I don't understand the end game strategy going. And, and the only time I can ever remember it actually working where the shot went in. The shot didn't go in. Mike Gazelle missed, and Adam Berry followed it up against Temple in the NCAA tournament. That's the only time that I ever about, remember them making about, that shot. What about Michigan State last year? 
where Peyton hits one. But it was a lot, that was an outside shot. I'm, this, there has not been one where somebody's put the ball on the deck, dribbled it. Now we've had we had a Jordan Bohannon heave for three one time. I mean we've had a couple of those. I'm talking about those were heaves. Those were shots you know, in the in you the banked the one in against Indiana. All right, well, I'm saying I in the flow of the yeah. offense. How they get in there and run the offense? I'm I'm happy I'm, I'm happy when they win, but some of these losses. So here the, here's where they sit. Penn State, by the way, on Thursday on BTN in uh, in Happy Valley, so and then Minnesota the men and on Sunday. Women both play Penn back State. Back to back, yeah. They will pl both play Penn State. Yes. BTN and all night. One, uh, yeah, BTN all night. Six oh. p.m. for the men, and the women are at, at eight, eight. Ten. And then uh, Sunday, switch them around, flip them around noon and two. I love it when a plan comes in place. It does ha actually help. You don't have to have multiple nights of Hawkeye basketball. You just watch it all for four hours. And then right? Friday night, you can watch the wrestling team get smoked by Penn State. Yeah, probably. No problem. So here's where they are. The men sit. There are uh, they currently sit in 11th place out of the 14 teams in the Big Ten. 11th, right? But they're tied for 11th with uh, there are Maryland and Indiana. Wait, is it 11th or 13th? There's I don't know. But they're tied with eight. There there are eight teams with eight teams with five or six wins in conference right, right. now. Iowa is five and six. Uh, that Indiana loss. That by the way, Indiana is absolutely terrible. So it's it's a it was a terrible loss. It terrible. was great for them to make a comeback from it was seventeen terrible. down. It was a terrible loss. Terrible, just terrible. They've got a couple of brutal losses now. That really, you know, losing to Maryland the way they did. <sighs> Michigan's awful. You have that. I mean, you just look at this. They I'm they gonna, are good enough. Here's they are the here's good the enough path to be better. The, than here's this. the path. That's to the a weird thing to say. Here right? is the path to the NCAA tournament. Iowa doesn't lose again. <laughs> That's it. That's it. End of discussion. Well, I, That's I, the only way yeah, they're getting I, it. I, well, not, it's not the only way. They could lose every game now until the Big Ten tournament, and then win win yeah, the Big Ten tournament. I'm not. Uh, we're, I'm going to take this. And if that happens. Cows will be flying out of <laughs> yeah. places that no one's ever seen. Yeah, it, the, they're gonna have. They would have a tough time doing that. Now, I would say this though, that with the schedule the way it is, the schedule that's remaining, and the way that they're tied up with all these teams, they could still end up like a three or a four seed in the Big Ten. Probably Zero. A four. No, no, absolutely no. not. If they're a seven, they'll be lucky. That's about where they should. Where they probably will be. If they're a seven, they're they'll lucky. Be lucky. They're, they'll be I lucky. mean, we're we're talking Wednesday, first game. Eleven o'clock in the morning. That's that's yes, that's where we're yes. slated, and I don't yes. even know who the, yeah. who who's yes. last in the Big Ten. Rutgers, Michigan. Right now they're right right now they're saddled up against Michigan. So they guess they is it so they're saddled up against Michigan right now on Wednesday. If though, but so like you got to play two games game. to get to play one of the top fours. There's yeah. zero chance they get to four, other than winning the rest of their games. Right now the top three are. Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois, and then then the next step down is everybody's within one Do you game. really want to play Michigan State right now? Uh, they finally are playing a little bit, aren't they? But they are they are in that, that bunch. John Rothstein, January, February, Izzo. Yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's, it's, a good, it's a good point. Um, they have work to do, and unfortunately, they're just a guy, they're just a guy away. They're just a a hair away. I, you know, somebody doesn't play well every night out. They can't have that, right? Ben Cricky played terrible against Indiana. He, he missed tons he, of shots, but he played very well against Ohio State. And right? they still won by two at home and had to fight him off at the end. Right. 
certain guys, though, you play consistently good. Tony Perkins has, has been over 20 points now at, what, five Tony, in a row? Tony Perkins is going to find himself on the second team all Big Ten. He should. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got to be in that conversation. Uh, Owen Freeman, got to figure out a way to stay on the court. But freshman of the year. Freshman of the, freshman of the year. Got to figure out a way to stay on the court. Peyton Sanford, the consistency has got to be there. It's getting better. It's got to get be there. Bryce Sanford hasn't. Uh, Bryce Sanford hasn't played in the last three games, has he? I don't think so. They're using you know, Patty and, Mack for, and, in his and, spot. And Patrick's hurt, and he's trying to play, and and he's been. I'm certain that there's no one more disappointed with the senior year than Patrick McCaffrey. And it's just you know it's unfortunate. Guy's been hurt. He's got mental things. He's, he's got his anxiety issues, and. The team around him just isn't as good as what he's had in the past either. So he, There's no one to lean yeah. on. No. I mean, I'm sure he and Tony and Peyton are best pals. I'm just saying it's just he's not able to bring whatever it is that you were ever hopeful that he was going to bring. Yeah. At some point in time, you figured that he would have a, um, a, a Nicholas Bear-like at least, right. Ryan Bowen-like right. effect on this this team where he, hasn't he had could post up and make some shots and be down low and, and be a guy that's a go-to with the basketball. His third and dribble is still off his knee. And, and he is still working the three-point line, even though he's one of the taller two, three guys on the he's team. Tall. He's working the three-point line and not doing it very well. Um, it's not working out for him. I'm, now, that having been said, they're 13-9, and 5-6. and six. I think a great goal for this team, and we said it at the beginning of the year, realistically, the great goal was to try to hit 500. 500 of the Big Get yourself to get the NIT, possibly. Let's see if they can figure out a way. I don't five want to play six. in the CBI. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Isn't that one down to they don't even invite anybody I, other than mid-majors anymore? I think so. <laughs> they did come back. The NIT did figure out that their experiment of inviting the best teams in the mid-majors Cost them a lot of money. Oh, so I mean, nobody went to the games. They didn't make enough money on the games. So they're they're back to, they're going. They they've already said they're automatically taking the uh, top two te two highest uh, teams in the net from that didn't make it in from the Power Five conferences. So well, I was nowhere go. near that. Uh, as far as who's going to make it in right now, it's real interesting to look at a bubble right now. And try to figure out where that is because I Iowa, was actually I was somewhere in the in the 60s. Yeah. No chance. Right. Any 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 predictions for I, this week? I hope that Caitlin gets to two points away from the record and Lisa pulls her at Nebraska. Oh, it'd be not fun. You got to do it at home. But I, you got to be well ahead of, of Nebraska in order great, to do that. That's a great one. I'm leaving it at that. All right, thanks to everybody helping us out on the program today. Of course, Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. Peter Camp back in the studio. Peter Camp on the bump music. Great nice, job. Nice, very nicely done. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle.